Do you want to learn more about the latest science in reproductive medicine? Explore content from the Fertility and Sterility family of journals, including the newest journals, FNS Reviews, FNS Science, and FNS Reports, all included in your ASRM membership. For even more content, follow Fertility and Sterility on social media, listen to the FNS On Air podcast, and participate in the Journal Club Global and FNS webinar series. To learn more about the Fertility and Sterility family of journals and its multimedia content options, visit fertstert.org. That's F-E-R-T-S-T-E-R-T dot O-R-G. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the program, we are talking about thyroid disease as it is Thyroid Awareness Month. Our guest today is Dr. Aaron Masaba. Dr. Masaba is the medical director of the IVF Laboratory at Strong Fertility Center, assistant professor, Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Rochester Medical Center School of Medicine and Dentistry in New York. Dr. Masaba, welcome to ASRM today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So this is your first time on the show, and as is tradition with first-time guests, I just want you to let our audience maybe get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us how did you get interested in reproductive medicine? So I have wanted to be a doctor since the ripe old age of five, five years old, and I decided after some high school opportunities that when I was a senior in high school, I decided I wanted to go into women's health specifically. And then I um, majored in genetics at the University of Rochester. And after my first year of college, I came across the field of reproductive medicine or reproductive endocrinology and decided that would be how I lived my life. And so I just have been on that path ever since. And it's been great. So you've always lived in the New York area? Yeah. So I went to undergrad here in Rochester. I'm from this area. And then I went to medical school in Syracuse. And then I Um, did my residency in Philadelphia, and then I did my fellowship at Cornell in New York City, and then moved back home. Fantastic. So so what is it about thyroid disease that sort of drew you into it being a part of your studies? Yeah, so I developed an interest in fellowship in recurrent pregnancy loss, and so I've focused a lot of my beginning part of my career uh, with patients in the recurrent pregnancy loss population and joining the early pregnancy special interest group and through ASRM. And it just kind of has led me to looking at thyroid disease or talking about thyroid disease as it pertains to the recurrent pregnancy loss population. What are the correlations for our audience? Yeah. So the data isn't great, unfortunately, but um, there are correlations between subclinical hypothyroidism and current pregnancy loss or pregnancy failure. So in overt hypothyroidism, for sure, has increased pregnancy loss rates. But more specifically, I've recently been looking into subclinical hypothyroidism, you know, patients with TPO antibody positivity, those uh, populations of patients. It's interesting because subclinical hypothyroidism has come up on the show over the years a number of times. What makes it, based on how you're approaching it from your angle, what what makes it such a major concern in reproductive medicine? I just think that even though it has, there's a lot of studies out there, I don't think the data is 
great. There are a lot of retrospective studies. A lot of the studies include women starting at like 10 to 13 weeks. So we're losing a lot of those early losses. So biochemical pregnancies, early first trimester losses, like the five to six week range. And we don't have a lot of good data on that. And it may be that those early losses are affected more than the later. What then would you like to see in 2023 or, or maybe even in the in the very in, in the hopefully not too distant future? Uh, would you like to see are, are there certain areas of data collection that you're looking at or that you think maybe you're suggesting to others that might be viable to really get this moving forward? Yeah, so I think, you know, getting pre-pregnancy TSH levels and seeing if they are subclinically hypothyroid and in early pregnancy. I know in our center, we test TSH with their second BDHCG level. So um, we get it very early between four and five weeks. So I think that that would be helpful in this population of patients. Have you seen any sort of correlations? I'm just curious, with the limited amount of data, is there a specific age group that seems to inform what you're looking for specifically, or is it more wide-ranging? I think it's more wide-ranging. I mean, we know that as far as thyroid disease is concerned, older patients, so older than 30, women who have other endocrinologic diseases like diabetes, they're more prone to having thyroid dysfunction. So there are special subsets of patients that you are you know, concerned that it could develop it, but I think it's kind of a wide range of patients. What is it about recurrent pregnancy loss? Let's step away then from thyroid for just a moment. What is it about recurrent pregnancy loss that continues to sort of mystify a study in, in, in reproductive medicine? Is there is there anything that's indicated that we can't just put our finger on or is it? I think that there's still a lot that we don't know about recurrent pregnancy loss. We go through a um, litany of testing to see if there's a reason why someone has recurrent loss. And a lot of people get stuck in the category of unexplained recurrent pregnancy loss. Now, it's unexplained because we don't know about it and we don't have a test for it at this point. Is there likely a reason that they are having recurrent pregnancy loss? Sure. But we just don't know what it is yet. And it's kind of this black box as far as is it immunological? Is it, you know, things that, you know, we think we know a little bit about, but we don't have enough data on it. If you had a sort of a unlimited resources, uh, well, as it were, like a wish box, almost for, for your research and for your studies and for your patients, is there any collaborations that you would see that would be helpful in that and in, in, in sort of beginning to, to expand and mine and find these answers that you're looking for? I think that what's really interesting is kind of looking at autoimmune disease or dysfunction, immunologic disease dysfunction, um, as it pertains to recurrent pregnancy loss. I know that a lot of the treatments that have come out aren't data-driven and kind of hocus-pocus at this point, but I think that there's something to it and we just don't know what it is yet. So if I could have a collaboration, it would probably be along those lines. 
My guest today has been Dr. Aaron Masaba. Uh, we have been talking about the correlation between recurrent pregnancy loss and thyroid disease and wishes and, and hoping that we can, you know, move a lot of our research forward. I'm sure a lot of our listening audience sits there every day and goes, oh, if I only had this, you know, that, that we could move forward. So it's a, it's, it's sometimes it's okay though. I was, I, in, in a lot of these conversations, I go, it's, it's good to, you know, it's good to, to hope and to, and to think towards the future. Dr. Masaba, thank you so much for being able to take time out of your schedule to be on the show today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Lord knows how many podcatchers there are out there these days. If you'll do that, uh, we appreciate it. If you have direct questions about the program or direct questions for me about any of our guests, uh, you can email me uh, asrm at asrm.org. And until next time, I'm, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.